This podcast contains sensitive content, which some may find disturbing. Information shared here should not be construed as medical advice. If you or someone you love needs help with trauma, chronic pain, or anything else we discuss here, please seek out a medical professional. All resources shared are for entertainment purposes only. All content represents the opinions of Kim and Anna and any special guests and do not necessarily reflect the positions of any organizations they work for. This is not ideal, but we're going with it. A mother-daughter podcast about chronic pain, trauma, mental illness, and more. Kim is a trauma therapist and certified addiction counselor who lives in Pennsylvania, USA. And her daughter, Anna, is a scoliosis sufferer and trauma survivor living in the tropical north of Australia. Join us each week as they discuss topics from their life experiences. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. This is Not Ideal, but we're going with it, the podcast. I'm Kim and I'm the mom. And I'm Anna. I'm the daughter. And here we are in 2023. Season five, episode one. (laughs) Here we go, Anna. Another year of doing the podcast. And actually, we have a lower goal to beat from last year. So... Did we reach our goal last year? Because we did not. Yeah, we did not. Our goal in the last episode, which was season four, episode four. (laughs) (laughs) I I think our goal was to try to eke out like a few more. And then we sort of tripped over the finish line there. But we did end up kind of sane, at least. So yes, season four had four episodes. Season three... (laughs) Season three had six episodes. Uh Season two had 17 episodes. And season one had 16 episodes ending with a bang on the crazed, uh, a special (laughs) episode. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about that. (laughs) Good old Matthias. Holy cow. Good times. Yes. If you want to hear us go nuts, that's a good one to listen to after many attempts at getting Matthias Schonertz (laughs) to be on our podcast. I'm yeah, still so. convinced he listens to this podcast because... Oh, Matthias. <laughs> <laughs> he might. What? He does. He might. We we can see like what regions of the world our listeners are coming from. True. And Matthias was in... <laughs> was it Denmark? or I don't, uh, I don't remember. That was when we were following him more closely. We, <laughs> <laughs> we used to... We used to keep close tabs on Matthias. Yeah. And right after we posted that episode, we got a listener like within one or two days of posting it and tagging him and everything. Right. <laughs> we got a listener. We got a listener from the country that he was in. Yeah. It was either Matthias or Matthias's security that was checking to see that could be. who are these people. So yeah, um, yeah be. because and the only reason we knew where he was is because and not it's not like we're secret service or something. We follow him on Instagram. Okay, and nobody so he, thinks nobody thinks we're secret service. Nobody thinks we're actually stalking Matthias. Well, I'm saying Matthias not, was tagging all of his like street he does like street graffiti artwork. Yeah. And he was yeah. tagging tagging where he was and we got a listener from the exact location that he was in yes so my thought is that he actually at least listened to that one episode which really probably wasn't the best episode for him to start on you know like that probably made us (laughs) (laughs) that that probably (laughs) 
<laughs> That's yeah. such a good point. If he started with that episode, he was like, holy yeah. cow. You know how they talk about things being like a gateway to like harder core stuff? We kind of, that was like jumping straight in, not bothering with the gateway. Like That's he jumping just, straight yeah. in. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Head first at the deep end. end. Yeah. Yeah. You, need, you needed some context for that episode. And if you <laughs> yeah. didn't have context, you just heard a mother and daughter screaming about a one word response. So yeah. 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 Also, there was the video request we sent to him. So he, he did kind of, because we know <laughs> he looked at that or... Or his yeah. security, marketing, whatever, looked at that. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So Matthias. No, there is seriously. no way that man has anyone other than his own 100% genuine, true. authentic self looking at his Instagram inbox because <laughs> <laughs> the stuff he posts is authentically Matthias and there's no way that any kind of PA could could imitate that at that level. So there was a time when we could kind of tell, we were following so closely trying to get him on the podcast that... Like we could kind of tell when he was going through breakups and stuff yeah, and yeah. yeah, but no, we, we, we kind of moved on, <laughs> I, I suppose. But Matthias, seriously, if you are listening, we would love to interview you. We would love to interview you. And also you will always occupy a special place in our hearts. True. And we would love it if you would reach out. Yes. We promise not to, well, no, I can't really promise not to, not to freak out like we did the first time, but we'll try our best. You know, we can be professional. We will of course keep it professional and we want to ask you serious questions about trauma. So if you want to see what we normally do, listen to something other than that one episode. Yeah, true. (laughs) True. Getting back to us, we have had a lot that has happened since the last episode and we are in the countdown to seeing Anna in Australia. Yes. It's going to be fun. And we've had a lot of things that have happened to update you. Number one, Anna won an award in her law school. Congratulations <laughs> to you on that. Thank you. Anything to say about that? Only that it wasn't a real award. Like my class voted on something and I won the award. It wasn't like a faculty award or anything. Well, I think that some of the best awards are when your colleagues like you and notice you and, and things like that. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Also, those of you who have been following our podcast since the beginning, you know that Anna had a surgery where she got tethers on both of the curves of her spine. And we did get confirmation about something about that. You want to update us, Anna? Oh, that one of them broke. Yeah. Are you okay to tell us about it? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to, to explain, but there are tethers. It's not just one big tether. They tether each individual vertebra to the one above or below it. Uh, so there are a bunch of different levels on each individual tether, and there are four tethers in my spine. And one of the levels on one of the tethers did break one or two inches. Okay. And you know exactly when it broke, right? I do. I was putting on my, I was putting on some leggings. <laughs> Yeah, let me just walk you through my life for a minute. So I was putting on a pair of leggings. I got my foot caught in one of the legs of the leggings and I tripped and I fell and I caught myself on the corner of my bed as I was falling. And the crack that I heard, holy cow. So I'm very used to the sound of joints popping and stuff like that, which I know might be gross for some people. I apologize. This was so loud. I mean, the crack that happened, seriously, like my neighbors could have heard it through both houses. It was wild. I thought that something had like fallen off of my dresser behind me and and crashed when I fell. But no, it was inside. And I felt it too, because it felt like a whole part of my right shoulder 
like fell forward for a minute. And then the whole right side of my body went numb hmm. from my hmm. from my waist up. Uh, I couldn't move hmm. my right arm. And it was really it also like knocked the wind out of me. So it was really hard to breathe for the next five minutes or so. And it just was a very, very odd sensation. <laughs> and But really, it was just the sound of the crack that has stuck with me ever, mm-hmm. ever since. It was, mm-hmm. it was wild. Anyway, and I immediately texted my surgeon. <laughs> That's right. We have a texting relationship. <laughs> And she, and she said, oh, well, it's unlikely that, that it would have, you know, snapped because normally the only time these tethers really break is when somebody is in a car accident, something high impact, right? Not falling while putting on leggings. But I got another, I've been getting x-rays periodically, you know, since the surgery, really since I was about four, <laughs> I've never really stopped. And they've just looked at these ones and they said that they can see that it actually is broken. So validation sweet validation. I knew that that's what it was because there's no way that was anything else, at least in my mind, but I was the only one who heard it. So I had no one else there to validate my opinion of what had actually happened because they weren't there to hear the snap that echoed through the room. (laughs) Not only heard it, but you also felt it. Strength. Yes. The last time we talked to the listeners, I was a little worried about your trip. And holy cow, we haven't spoken since October. No, we haven't covered Singapore yet. Well, yes, I went to Singapore and it was fun. It was exhausting, but it was very fun. We got to see a whole different culture and actually several different cultures because we went to a bunch of the different kind of subcultures in Singapore. They have different cultural ghettos in the same way that in New York City, you can go to Chinatown or, you know, different places like that. Hmm. So we went to Singapore's Chinatown as well. We also went to Little India and we went to Arab Street. Any wisdom that you gathered to to give to anyone planning on traveling there. Yes, I do. Learn some Mandarin first before you go and then learn how to barter in Mandarin because I was, while I was at Arab Street, before I went to Singapore, I learned just very basic, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to act like I know how to speak Mandarin. Let's, right? let's hear all of it. Let's, let's hear, let's hear, why don't you do the rest of the podcast in Mandarin? <laughs> very funny. <laughs> what you know, let's hear it. Let's hear it. No, because it's been months and I probably I can't even pronounce most of it. Duckbill platypus. Come on. I want to hear it. Let's hear it. I'll give you one phrase. Okay. I'll give you the one phrase that I used to begin my bartering with a woman in Singapore because I wanted to buy a pair of pants that she was selling. Okay. Are you ready for the phrase? I'm ready. Which means that's too expensive. Okay. That that sounds like us. What's what's uh I want I want a refund. Let's hear the how do you say that? <laughs> no, I was not about to go to Singapore and go to Arab Street and meet somebody I didn't know and say I want a refund. No. So you got you got the lower priced pants because you knew that phrase, is that right? Yes. Well that phrase and a few others that I'm not gonna that I'm not gonna share, not because they're bad, but just because I don't wanna butcher any more any more Mandarin, which I'm sure I already did. <laughs> It is such a difficult language. There are seven different tones that you use. Mm-hmm. So you can use similar, it can look like the exact same word, but you say it in a different tone and it has a completely different meaning. It's so, wow. or no, four. In Mandarin Chinese, there are four. I think in Cantonese, there are seven or maybe nine. Mm. Anyway, so Mandarin is the easier of the two. At least this is what my what my classmate told me. Oh, it was difficult. So I'm sure I already butchered it. But it did get me the cheaper pants. So What was your favorite part? Oh, the pants oddly only had one pocket. No, I'm not talking about your favorite part of the pants. No, I know what you're trying to talk about. I'm not done talking about my pants. There, <laughs> it, there's a pocket in the normal spot of a pocket on your... It was a completely normal pant, pair of pants. Uh-huh. Completely normal pocket, so it's a pair of pants. But then on the left side, 
There was nothing. It was just pants. There was no pocket. So interesting. They, wa- they want you to stand like that, you know, one hand. <laughs> With one hand. Yeah. Sort of like, <laughs> okay, so then anyway, you got back. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing that I wanted to say was that I found what might be my new favorite food of all time. Oh, I didn't hear about this. What is it? Uh, oh, what was it called? I think it's called Kanatha, which, and I might be pronouncing that horribly wrong, but it's a goat cheese and this specific kind of flaky pastry layered. And then it's covered in chopped pistachios. And then there's like a special kind of like vanilla-y syrup kind of poured on top of it. But really, it's just goat cheese and pastry, and it's really mm. stringy. It's like mo- it's like a basically a sweet version of mozzarella sticks, and it was fantastic. What's the stringy part? The goat cheese. Goat cheese isn't stringy. Whatever they did to it made it stringy. Oh, don't do that. What is that? It was delicious. It was, I don't know, it's kanafa. If we have any Middle Eastern listeners, write in and tell us how the goat cheese is made to be stringy because that is the most delicious food I've ever tasted in my life. Wow. I got it three different times while I was there. It's a dessert. Yeah. Okay. And then I could, yeah. And then I got it another couple of times while we were still there. So, oh, so good. So besides that dish, what was your favorite part of the trip? (laughs) Finding a new dessert. (laughs) <laughs> favorite town, favorite activity, anything like that? Um, oh, good question. Well, I think Arab Street was probably my favorite area that we visited. It was such a cool cultural experience. 100%. I loved it. What about the train that you rode and had dinner and the lit up tree thing? The lit up tree thing? What? Yeah, there were lit up trees. I remember you sent me a picture. It looked like lit up buildings or trees up to the sky. They were like purple and pink. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so we went to, yeah, we went to Marina Bay. We I can't talk about this. We, how long have I been talking about my trip to Singapore? This has okay. nothing to do with our yeah. podcast. But I will tell you, we had a four-course meal on the cable on cable cars that went over the whole city, or not the whole city, but a good portion of the city, and also over the rainforest, which was really cool. So now I have a question for you. Sometimes things like that, when they have a meal, the meal is really kind of not good. Mm-hmm. Was it good? Accurate. No. <laughs> I mean, well, it was, wasn't. well, here's the thing. My friend's meal, because she eats meat, my friend's meal looked great. What I had was kind of like a makeshift lacto-vegetarian meal. You don't eat meat. <laughs> what do you mean you don't eat no meat? What, what? <laughs> That's okay, I make lamb. <laughs> so they threw some carrot sticks and ranch for you? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but it was actually, it was good. My favorite part was actually the drinks that they gave us because the drinks were really tasty. Nice. Yeah, they had like this delicious raspberry lemonade mocktail type thing because I don't drink alcohol. It was really tasty. So that was really fun. That lasted like two, probably two and a half hours. Uh, and we also went to a place called Marina Bay Sands, which probably all seen pictures of it. It's that huge hotel. It's like the two giant hotel towers. And then on top of it, there's like a giant platform that's shaped almost like a boat or actually there are three towers and it's strut and the boat like stretches across the the towers anyway it's a famous building it's really cool right underneath it is a place called garden gardens at the bay i think is what it's called wait my brain is already (laughs) my mental secretary has already dumped some of the most important info she always does this she keeps things like kunafa but then she throws away important geographical tidbits anyway the place had those giant trees that you've probably also seen photos of, like the giant technology trees. <laughs> I'm explaining it so poorly. These are, 
This is the great walk through Singapore with uh, the worst descriptions <laughs> yeah, ever. I didn't. Yeah, I should quit my day job to become a to become a tour guide for Singapore sure. Is, Singapore is crying right now. For, for I'm not doing it justice. But it was beautiful. Oh, it was the trees that are lit, right? The giant it's trees. They're lit up. They look like huge. They almost look like those huge, not bonsai trees. Uh, the like the the giant eucalyptus trees. Is it the ones with no, not eucalyptus. Is it eucalyptus trees with like the flat tops and the huge trunks? Like a, it's like a hybrid national park amusement park. Only it's not like Ferris. <laughs> Stop! It's not like Ferris wheels and roller American. <laughs> American tourists <gasps> describe Singapore. Shut up! Oh my word! It's these big trees. They're like eucalyptus trees. That's not it. They're like technology trees. No, that's not it. <laughs> oh my word! Okay, flat, you know what? Flat on the top. Yeah. So technology trees. I know that I'm not explaining it well, and I apologize to the people and the nation of Singapore. But one of the places that we went into in Gardens at the Bay uh, was called the Cloud. The the. Uh, the cloud forest forest. get out your dictionary or your travel guide that i mailed to you before you went it was a man-made rainforest seven stories tall it was like an indoor greenhouse it was in a spherical glass building you went up in an elevator to the seventh floor then you walked down on seven stories with a ramp you walked around the rainforest you saw all the different plants all of oh the different, God. there were like actual clouds all up in there that had been no. created by the atmosphere, by the ecosphere, by the plants. And they had made, they had retrofitted the cloud forest. Okay, the man-made cloud forest. They had retrofitted it to be like Pandora from the Avatar world. Okay. And they had Thank actual you. blue people all up in there. They had... They had moving animatronics that rivaled or even outdid Disney World's animatronic. It was incredible. They had moving dragons. They had baby dragons that people were walking around holding. It was so cool. Ugh. Now, I need a drink of water. I need some water. Some chips if you have them. <laughs> yeah. Go get a drink of water. That last part felt like we were being assaulted by your description of Singapore. You might want to find okay. like that middle ground. Not just the last part. I felt like I was being assaulted for the first 95% of the conversation. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but listen. <laughs> so Singapore, you enjoyed it. You got back home safe. And you mentioned in that description your mental secretary. I'm not sure we've actually explained that to the listeners. Have we? I'm not sure. I have a mental secretary. Her name is Shirley. And no, her name is Anna. No, her name is Shirley. I've named mine separately so that when my mental secretary does things that I wish she hadn't, I don't feel like I'm blaming myself for that. I blame Shirley. Okay. That may, that makes sense. So we usually refer that to like this, this part of our brain that stores names or yeah. things that we want. And we're, we're, we're asking, things that are important. we're asking for the file and our mental secretary is bringing forth the wrong file. And so we yeah. send her back and yeah. we wait. And then, and then she finally comes forward with the right name or actually my mental secretary, whenever I ask for a name, she's like, you don't, you don't store those. So yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, don't get paid for that. That is not my job. I don't even bother her with those, but usually she yeah. will finally find my filing system is not the best. So <laughs> So, so that that brings you up almost to 
today, although maybe we haven't told you, our listeners, that we might try to do a recording while I'm there, right? Yeah, because I have a good friend here. His name is Damien Lenane. He is willing to come on our podcast. We were talking about it when we last went out to coffee. And he has such an interesting story. He's currently getting his PhD. We were in the same criminal law class, uh, which is how we met. And he had been in prison for a couple of years. And now he's working on getting Medicare into prisons. And he is also an artist. He taught himself how to draw uh, and illustrate in prison. And he's just a raging success. And he's absolutely super interesting. So he's going to come on our podcast. And he also is excited to be mom because follow him on Instagram, right? Mom, I think you guys follow each other. And and I follow him on Instagram and he sent me the article um, and I've got it right here from your... The Sydney Morning Herald, I think is what the newspaper was called. Read us the title of the... Read us the title. It's got him with some of his artwork and the title is Drawn from a NSW Prison to NYC Billboard. And the beginning says to cope, to cope with why drawn from a New South Wales prison to to a New York City billboard. There you go. Drawn, oh, drawn from a New South. That's very. Yeah, the article is about his artwork and about him yes. teaching himself drawing. to draw in prison. Yeah. It says to cope with the boredom of jail, Damien Lenane taught himself to draw portraits from cosmetic ads in magazines that circulated through the prison cells. Yeah, but don't read any more because we'll we'll share the rest of his story with you when he comes on the podcast. He's great. You guys will okay. love him. He's got such an interesting story. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So listeners, you're completely caught up except for uh-huh. the refund wars that Anna and I are uh, warriors within. And I did succeed yeah. in going against that was a huge win a very big battle that I just slowly marched toward what I knew was right and Anna supported me with some of her now insights into why this was wrong and in the end it worked out but it did take a while what I've learned is as you're working on having your assertive voice and you know not getting caught up in the emotionalness of it it's just like slow and steady just like the turtle in the hair wins the race that's my perspective but but anyway, it, that was great. If you let them realize that they that they've gotten you all whipped up over it, you've already lost. That's true. You've you got gotta to maintain. maintain the power. Yeah. But in this particular situation, I came up against a person who was so skilled at upsetting Ooh. me. Yeah, I feel <laughs> that woman in my bones even still. I can feel her presence on the earth. As I was explaining what I thought was the right thing, she used a tactic I had never really come up against, which was telling me I was interrupting her when in fact she was interrupting me. And it took me a while to catch on because yeah. I do interrupt people. I mm-hmm. do. And so it, she kind of hit me. Yeah. She kind of hit she me hit, in a weak yeah. spot, I must say. She hit a chord After there. a few times of that happening, I realized, wait, I'm not actually interrupting you, but you're saying that and I'm believing it because it's a insecurity. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, she I really got that and I, I kept myself calm. And, and what I was what forward. was the phrase that you eventually used when you, when you were winning? The phrase that I told you to use. Do you remember what it was? I do. Yes. It was a breach of contract. Yeah. And did it make a difference? Tell me, because you never actually told me what, how the conversation went. I, in the emails, I began copying more and more and more people until I was copying the person who actually broke ground on the original structure for the worldwide business that I was, I was dealing with. Anyway. (laughs) Similarly to how we 
emailed Mr. Nintendo when the Wait, leaf bucks in our animal crossing pocket camp. Yeah, yeah that didn't go we anywhere. But we also yeah. didn't have the kind of grounds that we had that we had for this. Actually, one. I think in that case we didn't have the motivation. True. Because I truly believe if we had really pursued that, we could sure, have we gotten those gotten leaf it. bucks back. <laughs> but it, it just it wasn't real money. It was just leaf bucks. Yeah. And it was yeah. kind of I don't know. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't quite the same. It was still an injustice. Yeah. But anyway. Mm. Yeah. And can I also just clarify real quick? You know, mom and I have talked about this on the podcast before. We know that there's a movement against the so-called Karens of the world. Yeah. And we want to clarify that is not who we are. Okay. If a waiter brings out an incorrect meal, we're not going to be like, how dare you? You weren't. Right. No, exactly. this was something that was hundreds of dollars. We don't go. We're not nitpickers. But when something that when this kind of gross breach of trust occurs, that's when we're like, no, we are not going to allow you, this multi-billion dollar company, to take advantage of us just because we're small. Exactly. We deserve fair treatment and we also deserve justice. And so here we are. Honestly, yeah. the further I got into it and the further I realized that they are set up to silence people, yeah. I, I realized, oh no, Ooh, now this has become not just about my particular refund, yeah. but but I will say I'm not sure I've ever been refunded the way I, I was refunded with this because I was actually given cash. <laughs> I've never been given cash before. Yeah, neither. That is rare. You know, I was expecting like some kind of credit for a future purchase that I would have probably been happy with that. No, no. I was given cash in an envelope and I don't understand why, but was that after you used the terms breach of contract or did you not have to pull those words out? Oh, no, no. That was after I'd used that term. And as they saw, I'm going to keep going. And I got a phone call that said, you may pick up your refund at such and such a time at such and such a place. Oh, that feels good. Thinking it was going to be a credit or I I didn't know what to expect. It was cash in an envelope. I've never had that happen before. Yeah, crazy. It's almost like they finally decided the amount of people who are now involved in this, whose hourly salaries we are having to pay to deal with this is now way outscaling the amount of money it would cost to just give this woman her money back. So time to just cut our losses and pay. It felt like hush money a little bit. I must admit, but I didn't care because it was my money. So I got it back and I felt good. Yeah. Yeah. That's all my news. What what news do you have? And any other news on your side? There's no other news for me, not that I can think of. Any good books you're reading? Uh, Well, I'm reading The Defector by Daniel Silva. I'm also, which is about Mossad. I'm also reading The Professor and the Madman, which is about the Oxford English Dictionary, which is actually an interesting, very interesting story. And I'm also rereading for like the third or fourth time, Heinz Feet on High Places, which really, I know it. Hind's Feet on High Places is one of those books. I don't know how many how many of you can relate to this, but it's one of those books for me that really helps put things in perspective. Sometimes I get feeling like, oh my word, the rat race is never ending. And also, you know, things are more difficult than I want them to be, blah, blah, blah. I read Hind's Feet on High Places immediately. I think to myself, I do not have it that hard. And also mm. the difficulties that I do have, which do exist, they are significant. Mm. I'm not trying to belittle my own sat sorrow or pain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they also aren't all eclipsing you know what i mean and so yeah. that book really helps really helps keep things in perspective and remind me that this life is not all there is you know what i'm saying so yeah 
that's also refreshing. Uh, and those are the three books I'm currently reading. And I'm also writing for something else, but I'll tell you about that at the next. Yes, I can't wait to hear more about that because that is a very exciting project that you are involved in. Okay. <laughs> and the only other thing on my side is I passed the four year anniversary of my accident on January 7th. Wow. I wasn't going to post anything, but I ended up posting something on my, on my little Facebook. I posted just to remember my accident and Sometimes it feels like people don't remember now that it's been so long, huh? Oh, I really, I don't mind that other people don't remember. I really don't even expect them to remember. It's just like each year that you live after you almost died, it, it just feels important to commemorate that, you know, yeah, in different agree. ways. But I don't want it to be like, oh, look at me, look at me. Although I guess it probably is, it does maybe come across that way. But in this case, I just feel like it is important for me to remember that each year I, I live is kind of a bonus year. Yeah, you know what I mean? Extra time. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually just yesterday in my last day of class, I was sharing uh, with a new good friend that I've made. Her name is Sam. Oh, good. She was asking about my back because I had had to lie down on the floor of our classroom uh, periodically during our intensive class. Because like I said, it was all day and, I, and my back just can't handle <laughs> being seated. In anyway, she was asking me about it and I was telling her, I was telling her the story finally, because we'd, we'd been knowing, getting to know each other better and better. And then finally I decided, mm, I'll just tell you the story. And while I was telling her the story, I realized that I hadn't actually told that story in probably a couple of years, at least hmm. of having to, you know, just of, of you, of you there. And the doctor saying, uh, she, you know, she's probably in her last few minutes and calling Aaron and then Aaron saying goodbye. I love you. And I'll see you again. And then you saying you're going to close your eyes and that's going to be it. And, you know, just, just how raw of a moment that was in all of our lives. Mm. And it just feels sometimes like it's faded into the background for mm -hmm. almost everyone. Whereas for people like you and me, it's still foreground. Mm -hmm. Like you, you wake up every day and you think, well, wow, how incredible I'm alive today, even though I've already said goodbye on my deathbed to my loved ones. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's a weird kind of contradiction to actually live with mm -hmm. day to day. Mm -hmm. And people who've actually experienced it, you can't just move on from it, you know? That's right. Whereas other people are like, well, but you didn't die. You're still here. So everything's fine, right? So you just go back to normal. And it's, no, you can never go back to normal. When you've already experienced your deathbed, that's it. You <laughs> you can't go back. There's no going back from having experienced that. Right. You, you can bounce forward. You can't go, you can't go but back. But you take it with you. Yeah, you can't go back to before it happened, right? Yeah. People talk about like, oh, you need to work out your baggage or, oh, you know, that person has a lot of baggage from their last relationship. They need to work that out before they get into a new relationship. Yeah, some kinds of baggage you can unpack and then leave behind. This is a piece of baggage that I don't think anyone who has experienced it can ever leave behind. Right. You know, you just, it's an experience that that then colors the rest of your life in a way. Right. And I think you know? even trying to is kind of. You've come face to face with your own mortality, you know? Well, okay, sorry, go on. Even trying to almost dishonors what you went through yeah. and what the people closest to Absolutely. you went through. So yeah, I mean, I yeah. do think you can heal from it in a way that allows you to live out your days. Oh, yeah. All right. So that about wraps up all that we have to talk about. No, we do have one more thing to say. What? We, I regularly send Anna packages and this year for Christmas, I sent her Christmas package early and then I had a few oh. extra gifts to send. I sent it out. I sent it out on December on 1st, 1st even though December. I was like, it's going to be tight because it takes about a month. Tell us what date that final package arrived. 
It arrived today, January 30th. So it took <laughs> two full months to get here. I don't know whose post people are to blame. Yeah. The reason I know it's not the US is because it tracked it on time leaving New York City to Sydney. So I know yeah. it's your country. Could be. Anyway, that's all the news we have for you listeners. We will be back with episode two from Australia with Anna's friend, Damien. Love you all. See you then. Bye. Thank you guys for joining us today. Stay tuned for more podcasts from Anna and Kim on the new series, Not Ideal, But We're Going With It. Also, check out their new website at www.notideal.net.